Welcome to the brand new, the new and improved, sorry if you're listening, Ryan, (laughs) version of the Locked On NFL Thursday show. You have me, Tyler Rowland, host of the Locked On Titans podcast. You have Alex Clancy now joining the show as my full-time co-host, and hopefully he can escape the fate that Ryan had of being banished to the shadow realm but either way a (laughs) brand new couple the odd couple here doing thursdays for the locked on nfl podcast we're happy to have you guys in the nfl week begins tonight we do have thursday night football and we are kicking off today's show breaking down everything you need to know heading into the first matchup of week two between the new york football giants and the Washington football team. After that, we got to talk some more NFC East as there was a major injury at practice on Wednesday in Dallas. We will tell you who that is and how it impacts the Cowboys going forward. And then finally, there has been a lot of buzz about Urban Meyer and a potential jump to the college level. We will talk about the statement that he made on Wednesday morning attempting to shut those rumors down. So a lot to discuss on a Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL podcast. Let's have some fun. You are Locked On NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get into all of today's topics, do want to remind you guys to check out the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. The Locked On NFL Draft Podcast relaunches on September the 20th with brand new hosts. Eric Crocker brings the player scouting aspect and then... Spoiler, I didn't send Ryan Tracy to the Shadow Realm. He's starting on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast as the analytics guru for that show. So follow the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast on YouTube, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get podcasts. But in his place, I am very happy to introduce the new co-host of the show with me, Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals. And Alex, we actually got to speak last week before that massacre of a game on Sunday. Yeah. Um... I, you know, I like to say, I like to tell people when I'm right. And, uh, I was right. You know, I was right. Ryan Tanhill. Uh, yeah, no, this, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, Tyler, it's going to be a lot of fun, um, to argue with you for 30 minutes every Thursday, give us some insight. Like I'm, I'm stoked to be here. And yeah, I mean, I don't know, Bo and I unlocked on Cardinals. We were trying to debate like which one was more of an outlier in either of the performances. And I have no idea. It's week one. Anything's possible. Tennessee's going to be fine. The Cardinals probably won't be as high as 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 we saw through one week, but who the hell knows? It's the NFL, man. It's going to be exciting yeah, either way. You can never really tell. It, it, it's week one overreactions all over the place, mm-hmm. but there are certain things, of course, from every team that are things that fans should count on going forward. Either way, happy to have you on the show. Excited to talk ball for about 30 minutes oh, yeah. every single Thursday, but moving forward to that Thursday night football matchup, we got the New York Giants heading to Washington to take on the football team. Right now, the spread as we record is three and a half. The the Washington football team are three and a half point favorites. It's a 40 and a half point over under. So the football team comes in as the favorite in the game. 
the Giants looked really bad last week, putting <laughs> up only seven points against a good Denver Broncos defense. Uh, the football team didn't look much better, only putting up 16 points against what could be a pretty good Chargers defense. But early on, Alex, just what's your read on this matchup? How are you feeling about how things might play out? I feel bad for Ryan Fitzpatrick in that offense. Like, they were set. They needed they needed a, uh, you know an adult in the quarterback room. He came in, and he would have been great for Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas and Anto Antonio Gibson's growth. The fact that he's out with a hip already, it just it sucks. Like, uh, Taylor Heineke played great in the playoff game last year. You know, the, we, we, we all know the, the scramble um, to the pylon for a touchdown where he, where he uh, laid out. Like, but the defense is going to be the calling card for Washington, and we don't know if the Giants even have a calling card at this point. Saquon obviously is still hobbled. He's not all the way back to where, we, where he wants to be. We don't know what Kenny Galladay is going to be. We don't know what that defense is going to be. Is Daniel Jones the guy? Doesn't seem like it. I picked Washington to win the division before the season started, and it doesn't matter if they lost week one. They still look to be the most complete 1-53 to man roster on game days in the NFC East, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that. One thing I will say is the Philadelphia Eagles did look pretty good. And if Jalen Hurts yeah. can play the way that he played, I think the Eagles will be right there with the, you know, the Cowboys, with Washington, fighting for that division crown. But right now, if Heineke can play well like he did last year in the playoffs, I think there's a good chance that off the strength of the overall roster, Washington could still stay in that. I mean, they're going to have to put up more points than 16 regardless of who the quarterback is, though, even with that defense playing very well. Scoring 16 points isn't going to win you very many games in, in the league. But on the flip side, the Giants did even worse than that. And like you mentioned, Daniel Jones still having issues with turnovers, wasn't a very clean game. Are, are you worried that this is pretty much the end of the road for the Daniel Jones-led Giants if they don't get things on track this year? It's brutal, man. Like, I... You talk like, so say how many teams would take Tennessee's skill position players on offense? Like 25 of them, you know, right. how many teams would take Saquon, Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, and that offensive line where Andrew Thomas doesn't really seem to be the fourth overall pick that everybody thought he potentially was going to be uh, early on in the draft process. How many teams would take that offense if it wasn't Daniel Jones? I don't think as many as Tennessee, not as many as Arizona, but still a handful so if you yep. see that and Daniel Jones isn't the guy, you're going to have to pay Saquon. What are you going to do with the quarterback position? Are you going to make a ballsy trade for a quarterback? Are you going to have to draft one? It feels like he's not the guy. Yeah, it feels I, like I, he's going to be a nice backup, but he's yep. not the guy. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, you know, I think he's got some decent talent. I, I'm sure he does things well, but the turnovers, I mean, he's just a turnover machine. And whether it's always his fault or not, doesn't really matter if you're turning over the ball. Now, one thing I want to hit on uh, before we close our game preview here is the injury report for both teams. Uh, on the Giants side, a big loss here. Tight end Evan Ingram is going to be out again. He hasn't participated all week. Linebacker Cam Brown with a hamstring is also going to be out in this game. And guard Shane Lemieux out of Oregon with a knee injury also out for this game already. Saquon was limited throughout the week. He's questionable, but it sounds like he's going to be good to go. Obviously, we talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick 
being out for the Washington football team. He has gone on IR. And then Antonio Gibson was limited early in the week on Monday with a shoulder, but he's been full every day since, so expect him to play in that game. Either way, my final pick, I do think that Washington wins this game. I think that they cover the three-and-a-half-point spread. I see them as about a seven-point winner. I would say 24-17 to Washington football team. What say you, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I think that they're going to score even less points than the Giants. I mean, I think it'll be 27-10. It's going to be ugly. That front seven is sexy as hell. That could be one yep. of the best fronts. I mean, especially front four. I mean, with Montez Sweat and Chase Young, it's just – it's hard to beat, especially with Chase Young matching up against the aforementioned Andrew Thomas. It could be a very, very rough go for Daniel Jones at all on the offense for the for um for the uh, Giants. So yeah, I think twenty seven ten. I don't think the over is going to hit, but I think they will definitely cover, definitely cover at home. Yeah, yeah, that that's my expectation as well. So we will check on that at a later date and see if we were right there. But we're going to move forward on this Thursday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. There was a major injury to an NFC East defensive star at practice on Wednesday. We're going to tell you who that is and how that will affect that team. Before we get into that, do want to remind you guys that rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving online parts customers for over 20 years. They have everything you need and their online catalog is remarkably easy to use and easy to navigate. A few easy clicks get you whatever you need delivered directly to your door. One thing I didn't know is chain auto parts stores can actually give you a different price whether you're a professional mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer. So you may go to a chain auto parts store, stand in line. They don't have the part that you need in stock and when they order it out of their warehouse, you're going to pay twice as much as the professional mechanic standing next to you. You never have to worry about that at rockauto.com. Make sure you check out their online catalog full of everything you need, anything for your car or truck. And when you place your order at rockauto.com, use the promo code locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Welcome back. The new Locked On NFL Thursday. I'm Alex Clancy with Locked On Cardinals. He's Tyler Rowland at Tic Tac Titans. Did I say something wrong? No, I said woo. Locked, I'm excited. Oh, woo. Yeah, <laughs> Locked On NFL Thursday, man. Um, thanks to everybody who watches, listens, subscribe to the YouTube channel. All of our YouTubes are starting to just grow and grow. And, you know, it's this is so fun. Like, seriously, it's, we thank people. Thank you so much. We mean it. Like, we all have full-time jobs. And we choose to do this with our time because it's so fun to, in, you know, just talk sports, man. And we kind of know what we're talking about, which is nice, you know? So yeah. there was uh, Dak Prescott. If you watched last Thursday, just Dak Prescott, he's turning into a lovable character because it's like watching a tragedy with the Dallas Cowboys. The offense, potent, great, fantastic. And the defense is pretty much null and void. And yep. there was a report yesterday for me and Rappaport first. And then let me get this. Let me get his name right. David Moore from the Dallas Morning News. There were two reports. One, their best pass rusher, Demarcus Lawrence, had a foot injury. The press conference was canceled, which isn't always a good sign. And then David Moore came out a couple hours later and said, the Cowboys are proceeding on assumption that they'll face the Chargers Sunday without starting defensive ends, Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory, who is in the COVID protocol. 
against the Chargers with one of the most potent offenses in the NFL, and their defense is getting a lot better, especially with everybody being healthy, um, Derwin James, etc. Tyler, what the hell do the Cowboys' offense have to do to make up for what was already a lesser-than defense without their two best pass rushers? They're going to have to do more. Basically, I mean, we're talking about a Cowboys pass rush who were one of two teams in week one that had zero sacks. And now they're losing their two top pass rushers. I mean, outside of that, you're talking about Terrell Basham, Brent Urban, who's more of a run stopper anyway, Dorrance Armstrong. I mean, the Cowboys are just void of any other pass rush talent that they can truly rely on. So if Demarcus Lawrence is hurt, you know, for this week, that's bad. But if it's an injury that's going to keep him out and a foot injury, that's never good. If it's something that's going to keep him out multiple weeks, I mean, the Cowboys offense is going to have to try to score 38, 41 points a game to deal with the fact that the defense is just simply not going to be able to stop anybody. And I think that they have some talent and they're going to need Micah Parsons to really step up as a rookie. But losing your best pass rusher when you already don't have a great pass rush, that's going to be tough to come back from. Luckily, they're in the NFC lease that may be improved this year, but I still don't think that they will be enabled to maybe make a push. Yeah, and I think what really screwed the Giants or the uh, Cowboys over was Carolina taking J.C. Horn at eight in the draft because they were almost guaranteed either J.C. Horn or um, or Patrick Sertain Jr. And they, he, yeah. they both got snaked right before their pick, and they're like, you know what? Best player available, Micah Parsons. If it weren't for the offseason issues, the locker room stuff that that you know never stuck, but there were some rumblings that there was some not so great things happening in the locker room. He probably could have gone top five, but the yeah. fact that he dropped, it's like man, J.C. Horn's gone, and then people didn't think that Caleb Farley was ready, Greg Newsom was ready, so right. they went with best player available instead of their severe need at corner. This is where they sit, and you're right. I mean, Micah Parsons, Sean Lee's retired, so they don't have a heart of this defense from the linebacker position, and there are so many holes in that ship. It's just where, what do you plug first? And they could at least have relied a little bit on the pass rush, but sweet mother, they're in for a world of hurt, it seems like, on Sunday. You're right. They might have to put up a 40-burger. Like yeah, that's I what mean, it's yeah. going to be. Dak Prescott is going to be the number one fantasy football quarterback if the defense Probably. stays like this. It's yeah, wild. Well, Dak Prescott has thrown for 400 yards more uh, times than just about any other quarterback in the last few years. Uh, so he can definitely air it out, and they do have the weapons on offense to be prolific enough to maybe win some games and maybe win enough games to win the division in the NFC East. But, yeah, you're talking about holes in the ship. I mean, this is a colossal hole now that has the potential to sink the whole boat. DeMarcus Lawrence was one of their only top-tier talents on defense. And you talked about the linebacker position. A guy like Jalen Smith, I mean, he's not playing uh, the amount that he used to play because he's simply not the player he was two years ago. Leighton Vander Esch with all the injuries to his neck, they have to be careful about his snap counts and putting him out there too much. So, yeah, you're relying on Michael Parsons, who is good. And you look back even further than the J.C. Horn pick, the trade for Sam Darnold. Think about the domino effect that that had. If the Panthers don't trade for Sam Darnold, they most likely pick a quarterback at spot yeah. eight, probably Justin Fields or Mac Jones. And then that leaves the the Broncos to take Sertan, and then the Cowboys can get J.C. Horn. And who knows what's going on with that now. It's just crazy how the dominoes fall. But, yeah, just a major injury 
for the Cowboys, and I'm not certain how they're, they're going to be able to rebound from that from a defensive standpoint. They're just going to have to compensate by scoring that much more on offense, and I think Dak can do that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, so there's a couple things. Alex Nancy Tyler on the new look locked on NFL Thursday here. Thank you to everybody watching, listening, tweeting, etc. Um, they, they do have a couple things going for them. One, the NFC East is is it, it one of the easier divisions to win, even though it's going to be a little bit incestuous because all the teams are bad in their own right. So, you know, seven or eight wins might get you there even in the 17 win season, probably not seven. But and also they do have on paper aside from Kansas city, probably the most potent offense in the NFL, you it know, can be argued. Yep. you know, and I, I've said potent a couple of times, but I, I don't know why I use that so much, but yeah, it, it can be argued that they have, you know, three wide receiver ones on the same roster. You put Michael Gallup on a different team. He'd probably be a wide receiver one. You have arguably a top six back in, in Zeke and you have an arguably a top six back, at least a top six uh, quarterback in fantasy for fantasy purposes with Dak mm. and the offensive line's good again with, with them being healthy with Zach Martin coming off of COVID. So they have the ammo to fight this battle, but you don't want to fight it week in and week out, especially against really good defenses when your team can't put up 30 points on offense. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens. You know, like that's, it's scary and it's fun to watch because we're both not covering the Cowboys. Yeah, you, know that's I mean? you feel bad yeah. for Marcus Mosier for locked on Cowboys that you have an incredible one side of the ball and the other side is just less for that. Well, that's something that uh, I'm personally uh, familiar with over the last yeah. few years. But uh, I mean, as long as you have one decent side of the ball, you have the ability to win a few games. And like you mentioned, considering the division, the Cowboys still have a chance to stay in it despite the injuries. Alex Clancy, Tyler Rowland locked on Thursday. We're going to wrap things up next with one final segment on this edition of Locked on NFL Thursday. But first, we're back, and so is the NFL, bigger and better than ever. BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. BetOnline.ag has been with us for a while, and they are blowing up. Uh, with the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. You receive a 100% welcome bonus with promo code NFL100. So you deposit 100 bucks, they give you $100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right. Final segment of the new look. I mean, at least Tyler's got the looks. Like I, I've got guys that have looks with, with the I'm losing the hair. I've got the voice. You know, I piss people off. That's my thing. And then, you know, my co-hosts, Tyler Rowland here at Tic Tac Titans, the host of Locked on Titans, and Bo Brock. Bo Brock's just the haircut of our podcast, but he wears it very well. Um, so we've talked lesser than we talked to Marcus Lawrence injury. We've talked Thursday night football. It's been an NFC East. Uh, you know, bash for the first two segments. Tyler, Urban Meyer's been a very interesting character over the last 20 years in the landscape of football, whether it be Utah and producing Alex Smith or going to Florida and a bunch of championships, but then I mean, Tim Tebow and Aaron Hernandez and, you know, the whole weird di dynamic with that, then retiring, then going to Ohio State and winning there. Like, he's won everywhere he's gone. And his new plight 
His new journey is the NFL with Trevor Lawrence, the golden boy, number one overall pick. After one week, there were reports out saying it was on Reddit. So you know what's real. Reddit right, are the smartest people on the planet. You know, yep. so they know things before everybody else does. He was like, his heart may not be in it after one week after getting embarrassed by Tyrod Taylor and the Houston Texans. And then now it's like, no, I'm good. I'm fully committed. It's like giving a vote of confidence to a head coach right before he gets fired. Where yeah. are you on the bullish ometer when it comes to Urban Meyer? Like, is he telling the truth or is this just Urban Meyer being Urban Meyer? Well, of course, uh, let's do this just to set set the stage here. Urban Meyer did make an official statement about these rumors on Wednesday, and he said this, quote, there's no chance I'm here and committed to trying to build this organization, end quote. And what I want to do is I, I just want to use some historical context. I mean, we saw Bobby Petrino make similar statements with the Falcons. We saw Nick Saban make similar statements with the Miami Dolphins. So it would not be the first time that a guy goes from college to the pros and then leaves very, very quickly. But for me, this just is another issue with Urban Meyer. It was just last week that we were talking about how Urban Meyer slipped up and, and made statements about vaccination status playing a role in cutting players. And you just simply can't say stuff like that out loud. It's a PR disaster. I mean, a lot of coaches probably did take that into account. But you just got to be smarter than that. Not to mention the controversial hire of the strength and conditioning coach who was ousted at Iowa for different reasons, being fined for impermissible contact during OTAs. I mean, he's just had a multitude of different issues. And now the on-field issues are starting because the team played awful and lost to the destitute Texans in week one. So for me... My BS meter for Urban Meyer is all the way through the roof. It was already, I think, he's a guy as a former college czar, basically. When you coach big-time college football at one of those small college communities, and Columbus, Ohio isn't a tiny community. Tallahassee, Florida is not a, a, a small community in the grand scheme of things, but compared to NFL cities and NFL markets, they are. You can get a, a, around a lot more. The beat reporters are much more afraid to report negativity on you. You have much more power over the players when they're just college kids on scholarships than these multimillionaire, you know, adult professional athletes. And I think a lot of the changes are going to be tough to him to deal with. And he was a very successful college coach. So losing seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven games this year. How is that going to wear on a guy who already doesn't take losing well and has a history of when the things get tough, he gets going and goes somewhere else? So for me, my BS meter is all the way through the roof, regardless of what he says. Like the uh, Ron Burgundy uh, gif and meme goes, I don't believe you, Urban. I don't, <laughs> I don't believe, believe you. So yeah. how, uh, would, would you agree with me there, or, or do you see things a little different? Maybe a little no, more faith. He's lived in Meyer. He he goes by Meyer Law. He does whatever he wants. He's in that top 1% in perpetuity of guys that can get away with everything. And it comes with the college landscape, college football. But you see, with Bobby Petrino, it was the right move for him. Nick Saban, he took Alabama. USC right. just opened up. And I, so, like, I thought that when USC went to Clay Helton, they should have fired him three years ago. That was perfect time for Urban to move in there because there is nothing better than going SEC championship, Big Ten championship, Pac-12. Because like the yeah. USC is, and I'll get to the answer in a second, USC is really the outlier in the Pac-12. 
You know, they're the golden child of the Pac-12. Yes. You know, with all of Pete Carroll and Reggie Bush and, you know, Lendo, those were some of the best football teams of all time. And yeah. Pete Carroll was an NFL head coach coaching them. So it's a perfect segue. I don't know if he knew that this was going to happen. If he knew that this was going to happen, he may, have taught, may not have taken Jacksonville's job. So to your point, I think that he's flying by the seat of his ass. He's just like, I don't know. This is what I have to say now. And I'm going to leave in week three if I want to, because I can do whatever the hell I want. Take take the money that you don't owe me anymore, and I'm going to go coach for U.S. or whatever. Like He can do whatever he wants, so it's really an open-ended question. Do I think he's full of crap? No, because I really think he believes it today. But if you ask me tomorrow, it could be a completely different conversation. Like They play the Cardinals in week three. The, like If they start 0-3, we're going to have a real conversation about this. We're going to probably be talking about this going into week four on our show. And it's uh, quite a cloud to hang over the top of a team. Not only are you know do they have a brand new coach, brand new system, brand new coordinators, everything like that. Just lost a game to a team. I'm sure they thought that they were going to beat. And now your head coach, do you trust the guy? They had problems earlier in training camp where uh, Urban Meyer was holding boom mics over the players during practice to try to get all their little you know talkings and everything like that. And there's just a lack of trust in the locker room between the players and the coaching staff. So uh, something to monitor. Your head coach may be on the way out. You don't know. Either way, the rumors are not a great sign for Jacksonville. Do want to drop one last note in here before we go for the day. Just got breaking news while we are recording. The injury to Demarcus Lawrence is a broken bone in his foot. They're going to place him on IR. He is going to be out for the majority of the season. Very tough blow for Dallas. It is about as bad as it could possibly be. So that kind of caps off that. Yeah, and it's interesting, like, because with Steve Keim, it, with, with the Cardinals, it's always, I draft this person, I'm going to overpay this person because I made the right choice. Every And he makes, Jerry Jones makes Steve Keim looks like, look like he knows what he's doing. If you get drafted by the by the Cowboys and you're not Morris Claiborne, and you, la you, la you last a couple years, like Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch, like, you're going to make all of the money. He's going to give yeah. you all of the money. And he did that. He found a way to do it. DeMarcus Lawrence, every single person on that team has gotten paid that's, uh, that was up for a big contract. Zeke's diminished. Dak is probably going to be a top 10 quarterback. And everybody on defense is not worth their weight with what they got paid. And you just get hurt. Who cares? They've already made 40 mil guaranteed. Like, it's a dumpster fire wrapped in gold in Dallas. And they are legitimately, Tyler, relevant for zero important reasons. Yeah, uh, other than the history of the franchise, twenty and years. The team. They haven't been relevant for twenty years. I I know. Well, but hey, I love talking you know, about them. The nine the '90s have a very strong pool on all of our hearts. Yeah, uh, I think we we learned that with all the media that comes out, all the all the redoing and the refreshing of everything that takes place in the '90s, and the Cowboys, I guess, are part of that trend. But that is going to do it for the first ever brand new. Edition Woo! of the Locked On NFL Thursday show. Tyler Rowland from Locked On Titans. Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals. Excited to do this all season long and talk football with you all year. Alex, thank you very much. Hell yeah. That's going to do it for us today. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast. On whatever platform you do stream, subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube channel as well. Remember, wherever you get your podcast, whatever platform you use, you can find the Locked On NFL podcast there, and it will always be 
free. But that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. The football weekend is here, and we will catch you guys on Friday.